This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. We are lucky enough to have a 10-year NFL vet. 10 years? 10 years. 10 years NFL vet, Super Bowl champion, former Razorback. Right, Good is going to sit in here, risk his life and career to uh, hang out with us for four hours. Man, it's great to have you. I'm really thankful that you're here, and we've got uh, a whole bunch of things we're going to discuss today. Yeah, sounds good. I'm yeah. excited to be here. Brett's, uh, Brett's hit the bottle early, so uh, he should be good and liquored <laughs> up by the time we get uh, going. DQ is here. Hello, DQ. Hi. Um, we've got we got a lot to get into. We've got an Arkansas basketball game tonight, which is, you know, I, I, I don't know that there's a bigger must-win for either side. Uh, Missouri 0-7 in the conference. Arkansas 1-6. Uh, we'll talk about that. We've got some NFL news that we absolutely have to get into because the GOAT can't get a job, which uh, which is absolutely mind-boggling to me. But I would be remiss if I didn't start today. We had a little show history. Happened uh, last night, and uh, I found out about it today, and I think it deserves a little bit of recognition. Um, Brett, when we got DQ several years ago, uh, she would not make eye contact with humans. DQ, would it be fair to say that you had a fear of public speaking? Sure. Yeah, DQ was not much. She, she was not a talker. Um, this whole thing freaked her out. Um, she would just sit there and she had this kind of Axl Rose sway to her when she would sit and she would talk to you. She'd look at the floor. She wouldn't make eye contact. But I feel like over time, DQ's come out of her shell and she's blossoming a little bit. But DQ did something last night Uh that I think deserves recognition. DQ went to a movie by herself. Nice. Well, that just makes me sound really lonely. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Now... Four years ago, that would have been an impossibility. You, there's no chance you would have gone to a movie by yourself. Yeah, probably not. So what movie did you go see? The Hunger Games. And why did you go alone? I wanted to go see it see, again. this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is growth. Yes, I love it. Everybody used to make fun of me for going to the movies by myself. Don't everyone, let them get it. I, everyone it's, I it's know awesome. has already seen it in theaters with me. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but now she did have... Now, how many people were in the theater? None. You were the only person in the theater. I was the only one. What time was the movie? Like 10. Oh, you went to the late show? I went show? to the late one. I don't know why. Oh. It was Look so, so okay, actually, um, I, I bought the like one year membership to the AMC premiere. So it's not like the top tier one where I get three movies a right. week, but I don't have to pay any of the fees online or anything. So the ticket was like $6. So I decided if I... You know, if I decided not to go, it's not a huge loss on me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm proud of you. Cancellation uh, fees. Absolutely. Thank now, you. you said you go to movies by yourself? I, I do, but I don't anymore that I have kids. But now this, I'm just, now this is the first time learning of a membership. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it's wild. It's nice. right? Well, so there's there's um two types. One where it's like $15 a year and you don't have to pay any fees or anything. But then there's one that's $15 a month and you get three movies a week. Really? I don't know who has that kind of time, though. Well, if you're going at 10 o'clock, everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I you guess, You can go yeah. at 10 p.m., you can see all the movies you want to see. I guess. You can call or text the show, 866-285-4005. If you go to movies by yourself, we want to hear about it. Uh, DQ, next, dining alone. No, I've done that before. It was terrible. Really? When did yes. you dine alone? I ate breakfast alone. I was so excited because this place <laughs> that I've never had a good experience in, uh-huh. I ate breakfast there because they have really good coffee, mm. and it took someone 20 minutes to come and say, hey, have you been helped yet? 
At one point, someone came up to me and asked me to stand up so they could lower the blinds, and then I thought they were going to take my order, and then they just walked away. Okay, hang on, hang on. That's not that. That's not the dining alone experience that got sideways. That's the, place, the place you went to. Yeah. Well, it ruined me. Okay. <laughs> this is where you go to a movie and a dinner at the same place. Yeah. So you can knock them both out. No. No, that's, I won't that's be a dining, lot. I won't be dining alone ever again. Uh, the conspiracy theories are starting to roll in. Ricky and Boonville is texting on the McClarty Daniel hotline. DQ, you are so idle rich, you bought out the movie theater? Um, Question mark? The movie has been out for months. I saw the new Hunger Games what again. Ha- what would have happened if another person had I would been- have left. Why? If it, if Okay. If there would have been like a man come in and sit in the theater uh-huh. and he was also by himself, I would have left. Why? Because he would have murdered me. Okay. All right. Uh, I would have been. I would have made it out of that movie theater. Are, are there plans for future endeavors into a movie going by yourself? It was fine. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. Did you tell anybody you were going by yourself? Yes. Good. Who? I told. I told a couple people. Okay. DQ has this. So you have a witch tracking device. Find my. Uh, fine. She's got. She tracks about thirty-five people. I thought you said witch. Like yeah. She, <laughs> I thought she's tracking witches. She, she, she completely. She yeah. tracks all of her friends. And uh, did they all know that you were at the movie theater by yourself? Uh, did any? Did you get? Any I only text know messages? a couple people. Oh, and that was the good thing about being alone in the theater is if I wanted to text someone, I could you pull could've. out my phone. You could have. You could have videotaped the movie, and nobody would have bought yeah. it. I could have. You had to turn not. yourself in, though. Yeah. You're you go to or you went to movies. I by used yourself? to go to movies. I still go eat by myself. I don't just walk up to the bar or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a self confidence thing. No. No. It's great when you can also. The thing when you go up there is you can always have split personalities too, though. Yeah, you, you can, can have somebody a whole else. other lifestyle. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. I want um, because I have all of those uh, college shirts. I want someone to say like, "Hey, did you go to Missouri or my Tulane one?" That would be the most impressive yeah. one. Oh, did you go to Tulane? Yeah, I did. <laughs> you can be a totally different person. <laughs> I did. Uh, Dennis in Springdale wants to know if you were embarrassed by the person you went with. I didn't go with anyone. Okay. The per- every I'm not kidding. Everyone who I would have invited to that movie has already gone to see that movie with me. Because uh, I've seen it twice already. That was the third time. Yeah, The Hunger Games. I, I don't get it. It's uh, so good. B.E. wants to know, would you go to a zoo by yourself? I don't. A museum. Yes, a museum. A zoo, right. no, no. Park? No. Yeah, that's that's. I would have no dicey. use for a park. Seems a little dicey. I mean, if you, if you don't. <laughs> I don't need s- to go to the park alone. <laughs> Seems a little weird. Uh, you can call or text eight six six two eight five four thousand five. Brett Good is here. He has a uh, Super Bowl championship ring. We're going to ask him about Super Bowl week, and I want to know. Don't answer me now, but I want to know when the requests for tickets start coming. Is it when it hits triple zero, or are you starting to get them as the clock's winding down? We'll talk about that. Plus, um, we, we're going to talk about this basketball game tonight because there is a ton of things surrounding this team right now and how they're going to compartmentalize this, I have absolutely no idea. This seems like um, it seems like them against the world, and if they come out with a win tonight, this is going to be a good deal. It's going to be interesting. It'll be, uh, it'll be a wild it'll be a wild night. Uh, that game's uh, 7.30, the tip-off on that. 7 o'clock, uh, we've got the courtside show. Uh, Matt Jones and I will have, uh, we'll have the, uh, the post-game show afterwards. So you can call or text. We're going to talk about that. We've got a whole bunch of other things that we're going to get into. There is a very... Very interesting case that was brought today by the state of Tennessee and the state of Virginia regarding NIL and how this is going. And it has a local tie, which uh, Tom Mars 
the uh, the Rogers attorney is involved in this case, and it is. I'm not going to pretend that I know anything about law, but it is interesting. I did read through this, and I am seriously. I'm the only person in this company who's ever read a Supreme Court decision. I did that a couple weeks ago. I read the. I know what the Sherman Act is, and that's what this is all based on. And we'll uh, we'll talk about that. But it's it's got some 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 nuance to it. I think the the sport is going to change. I think college athletics are going to change. You're a college athlete. We're going to kind of get your mindset. As a college athlete, was it all fun and games, or was it really as hard as some of these uh, some of these players say it was? Uh, we'll talk about that. Plus, uh, DQ, you've got your thoughts today, correct? I do. I'm excited about that. Um, and by the way, went two for three on my picks last night. Got three nice. more picks tonight. I am 14 for my last 16 on my college basketball picks. Sweet. I know. I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know where this clairvoyance has suddenly arrived. Yeah. Well, it's because the you're luck doing all will this, run out soon. Doing all this reading you're doing. Well, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, extensive the, the, research. Yeah, the extensive research I've been doing. No, I, like I'm on a roll. Like Sterling calls me for picks now. Awesome. Which is absolutely one of the most frightening things I think Sterling could ever do. I'm gonna have to start paying more attention. Yeah, we'll uh, pay attention. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll do that in just just a little bit. Um, we've got uh, Ethan and Atkins as a text in. Uh, so if I'm understanding correctly, uh, DQ went to a movie with her favorite person. No. Yes, you did. You. My favorite person is not myself. <laughs> Who's your favorite person? My sister, obviously. My mom. <sighs> what am I going to do with you? Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, is the children's song Ring Around the Rosie your favorite song about the plague? 80% of you said yes. If you were to Google all of the things that hurt on your body right now, how long would you have to live? Three months, six months, one year, or you died eight months ago? 61.4% of you said you died eight months ago. Is there anything more empowering from a parent than vacuuming up a Lego that you told your child to pick up five times? 64.8% of you said no. And do you people who are still sticking to your New Year's diets know you can buy Spanx with your Kohl's cash? 73.3% of you said no. Uh, those are your Ruskin and Zach X polls brought to you by our very good friends at Unlimited Heat and Air in Springdale, 479-225-8809. So um, we're going to get into this NIL thing here in just a little bit. And uh, you told me something that that I'd like to tease for a second about agents and player contracts and the numbers that come out. It feels like when we see some of the numbers that are coming out in the NIL, and we're going to get in, we're going to talk about the Sherman Act here in just a little bit, and, you know, monopolies and all that kind of stuff because it's kind of boring. But when you talk, when I see Brett Good signed five years, $75 million, you're telling me that that number is more for the agents and the press than it is the actual money. The agents are releasing it, they're releasing it out. And why wouldn't you? If you're an agent and you're a good agent, you want to get more players and. You know, it, it puts it out there that, hey, I got this guy paid. Is there the potential that this is what we're seeing in the NIL? Because some of the numbers we're seeing are huge. And I don't know that this is all sustainable 
run by a university. It's I think it's agent and the player. I think they're trying to play the game. So I mean, and why wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I'm. You know, we see. You know, quarterback. Who was it? Uh, there was a coach that said. You know, quarterbacks are going for one and a half. Rule. To, yeah, Matt Rule. You know, to one yeah. and a half to two million dollars. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, for a every, decent quarterback, for every quarterback that's being signed, they, you know, suddenly that magic number right. pops up. Now it's one and a half to two million dollars per year mm-hmm. for a, for a top quarterback. I, I think there's a lot more that's going on in that, and I think that's you know, a lot of reasons why Nick Saban got out too. Yeah, his departure, I think, has a lot to do. I mean, I think you see. You know, as soon as he as soon as he announces his retirement, all his players gone. Transfer. Uh, Caleb Downs. I had had one of the great quotes about uh, Nick Saban when you know, this is a young man that was a, a all league guy, now heading to uh, Ohio State, and he said, you know, the one thing that Nick Saban taught him was commitment, and uh, and then he up and hops out and, and takes off for Ohio State. So I, I I mean, this is pure business now. It's all business. There's there's no. I don't think it's sustainable. NFL franchises couldn't pay. Everybody on the roster, one to two, one, you know, three to four million dollars a year. You can't do it. No, it's not sustainable. And now we're talking about paying, you know, eighty-five guys instead of fifty-three. And not all eighty-five get paid. Right. That's the problem. And that's to, to me, this is just absolutely staggering. But uh, we're we're going to talk about this uh, this lawsuit that the states of Virginia and Tennessee have uh, have kicked up. But we do need to talk about basketball because you know the the suits get mad when we don't talk about basketball once an hour tonight. Seven thirty tip. SEC Network with the TV. You can hear it right here on ESPN Arkansas. DQ's a huge Mizzou fan. She absolutely loves Missouri. Uh, she was wearing a Missouri sweatshirt just the other day. Best uh, DQ when she walked in today. She, I was telling her, I'm like, hey, you know, we got we got post game tonight. We're talking about basketball. What's the first thing out of your mouth? Oh, they played it. <laughs> DQ I forgot. Comple- completely locked into the basketball program. But that's what's happening. They're I mean, losing. they're they're. I mean, you know this. Yeah. I mean, when when. You're ten and ten and one in the six and one and six in the league. I mean, things are waning a little bit. Nobody's got that that drive to go watch them, go see them, pay for them. And what are the two most things that happen when losing comes out? You know, everybody talks about your coach getting fired and there's something, some kind of tr- trouble within the team. Yeah, what? I I don't want to give it any validity, but Daniel Musselman took to Twitter and and I side with Daniel on this. And you can call me whatever you want. I don't care. Danielle's right on this. If if and and I know what she was getting at. DQ and I were talking about this this earlier. Danielle put out a tweet that somebody had approached her daughter about quote unquote rumors that were going around. I'm assuming it has to do with with Musselman leaving. Now somebody started that rumor, and I don't know why. It's the end of January, and I'm not sure why why that's even a discussion point at this point. I, I frankly don't understand it. it. Makes absolutely no sense to me that you are sitting here in the at the end of January when we know Mus has a history of taking off in February, and we're talking about this sort of nonsense. You've had an agent. You've know guys with agents. If that sort of information leaks out in January, the way I feel about it is, A, the information's too specific, which makes my, my antenna go up. And then, two, it's too early. It's too early for the stuff. If my agent leaked that information in January, he would be fired the next day. And, and that's the thing is it's too early. You think of the success that Mus has had here, and you're talking about one season. We've been very uh, – it's – funny how we forget how bad we were before he got here you know that that conversation shouldn't come up with anybody who's an Arkansas fan I mean I don't care if they lose the rest of the games for that type of reason mm-hmm. obviously I want them to win but that's something that you it's professionalism like I wouldn't I, I still don't understand why people always want to drag you down on something like that and take it to a kid that it, it's they're not adults yeah and it, it just it makes it makes no sense and I couldn't imagine you know I, I you know knowing that uh, that that their their daughter goes to a public school I couldn't imagine what her life is like you know, when things are good, it's probably really, really good. When things are like this, it's probably really, really difficult. 
And and it's not fair. I mean, she's in eighth grade. Leave her alone. I mean, th- this is not her. It's not her fight. Right. Uh, it's it's absolutely stupid. You know, to 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 approach a child with something like that. And look, I I I have one one millionth of the uh, the the cachet that Eric Musselman does. My daughter gets asked periodically about things, and it's like stop. Right. You know, she has nothing to do with any of this. Same thing with like DQ. Well, I feel like. When, when she gets older, it's only going to get worse right. because like eighth grade boys watch basketball. Sure they do. So I'm sure that's like, I'm not, I'm just speculating. They know who she is. But I'm assuming that's who asked like an eighth grade boy yeah. saying, is your dad leaving? Yeah. And, and it's just, it's not fair to her. And especially if she didn't know anything about it. Like, you know, I mean, I'm sure she's somewhat self-aware and, and social media aware, but it's absolutely ridiculous that, that it's put on that kid. And it's sad that Danielle has to come out on Twitter and have to defend her kid. It is. And, and you look at like what Coach Pittman went through this year, talking about, you know, social media. Social media is terrible for all these. Like, they shouldn't read any of it. All right. You know, if you're going to read the good, you got to read the bad. You should just get off of it because there's so many people. Like, death threats are real. Yeah. On social oh, yeah. media. And, it, and somebody's just hiding behind. And it's like, why are we doing this? And to try and do it for somebody over a sport is, is really hard. Or, you know? or something or, you or, say. Or something you say. Something you say. Yeah. Look, we got them. Yeah. And, and I looked at it and I was like, you got to be kidding me. And that's, I mean, that is, that, but that's where we are with, right. with, with all of this. So I, I, I find some of it, you take a shred of truth or a shred of a story you heard. I, look, first rule of journalism is if you don't have a firsthand account, you don't, you have nothing. Right. You have absolutely nothing. What you have is rumor and hearsay. But you can throw it on social media. There's no consequences. You can just, it, it's just out there. It's out there. And it's irresponsible. It's stupid. And you're a moron if you do it. That's I mean that from that's the journalist in me talking. It is, but now they're you know they're asking they're wanting the they're wanting clicks. I want to be the first person. Right. I don't right, care right, right. if my story is incorrect or not because mm-hmm. you know they're not going to sue you for an incorrect story. Oh, I got it wrong. Come out and say something else. You know they're just trying no, to get clicks. No, you want to be. You know, I have a friend of mine that 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 does this as kind of as a side hobby, and we talk about this all the time. You'd rather be right than first, right? And that's that that that's but that's the old school journalism. That that's the way we were taught in J school was. And you better have three sources, and they three of them better be firsthand accounts. Otherwise, you have nothing. You know, you're looking for three confirmations. If I go to Brett Good and I say, "Okay, is there trouble in the Packers locker room?" Well, Brett's in the locker room. That's a source. Right. And if he says no, that's the end of the story. I know, and that's what you know. Mike McCarthy used to do a big deal. He goes, "I don't care what you say, just put your name on it." Right. Like you, you don't be an anonymous source. Like we have too many people that you know are talking behind social media. Well, put your name out there. Like just don't be an anonymous source, be, you know, put your name out there. Right. We'll actually know what's going on but, if it's truth. But in the social media world, you hide behind an avatar and and you know, you're 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 tougher right. than you think you are. And it, and it's sad because these it affects people. One way or another, it affects people on the backside. And look, for for guys like Eric Musselman, some of that comes with the territory. Right. You understand that when you get into it. Mm-hmm. There's some things that cross the line. I don't care what it is, and the the mistake, and I know you you will understand this. The mistake that uh, the thing that I hear the most that drives me absolutely up a wall is, "Will he make six million dollars?" I don't care how much money you make. I don't care if you make minimum wage. You make sixteen million dollars. Still, people's families, still people's feelings, still people's kids on the other side of that. Yeah, he's still human, and there would be there would be somebody else in here making that six million dollars too. Yeah. If you want to have a good program, and and it's the same thing for players now that they're getting paid. Like you got to answer more questions. That comes with a territory. Sure. That's why you're getting paid this. And that's the responsibility that a head coach comes on. You know, there, there's talks of all head coaches across all sports. Why aren't they getting hired here why, or, or other places? Mm-hmm. It's because they can't communicate to the media in a proper way. You have to be able to hold yourself accountable and be able to talk, you know, the way that you need to represent yourself and that team. Yeah, and, and you know, it, as a player, if you've got a social media presence, screw up. 
I mean, you, you can't, it. you can't, you have to own it. You can't shrink from it. You can't right. hide from it. If, right. you, if you do something wrong, if you do something right, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. But when things go sad, you know, go sideways, you can't hide. Right. And you know, I, I think about the uh, what's his name, the uh, the kicker from Buffalo. Bass. Um, yeah, Bass. Who, who I'm, I missed a field goal. Yeah. It happens in every football game that's so, ever been played. Turned it off. I mean, he's getting threats on on the Monday, on Sunday and Monday, and he has to delete his Instagram. I'm, what? What is that? And, and the problem is, you have small towns and small communities. People know where people live. Yeah, and that's, that's the scary one. thing. And it's a real deal. Is you know when you have a wife and kids too, you're like, oh man, you know, you got to really be careful what's going on out there. Yeah, I mean, social media used to be fun, mm -hmm. but now you have to. I mean, DQ, you know this. I mean, we know this. We talk about this. I mean, you have to think before you hit send. What you know? What is? What's the worst thing that can happen? Right. It's out there. Once it's there, it's there forever. And it, and somebody will screenshot it. It will live forever. I retweeted Danielle's tweet. I had people coming at me about talking to their daughter. Like I have a daughter, and and yeah. it pisses me off. And I, 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 I was shaking. I was so mad at some of these people. But it, it's just it's gotten to a point where it's like, my God, what is wrong with you people? Right. Now, I'm not talking about you know you sitting in your car listening yeah. to this, but there are people on the internet that are just there to do that. That's their that's their sole goal in life. I'm sorry, your life's that miserable that this is what you do for fun. But dang, dude. It's tough. I wouldn't want that job. No, I, I and you know, and I, I, I've got a very healthy respect for for coaches at all levels mm -hmm. that wind up doing this, who take that beating on social media from a not, you know, quote unquote, anonymous people. Think about the one out of all the sports, though, that gets the most of this is referees. Oh, I mean, can you imagine, like, really, in all these big games and everything goes on? Think about that play last weekend where Baltimore fumbles the, the ball. They go over to talk it over, and they get the call right. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's a turnover, so it automatically gets reviewed. But that thing was within inches, yeah. and they got the call right, but nobody talks about it. No. There's no praise Think or anything like that. Fort Smith's Walt Coleman. Yes. He was the referee for the tuck rule game. Yes. Most of us are so ignorant, we don't know what the tuck rule is. We didn't know it existed until that point. Well, if social media had existed in 2002 when the tuck, when the tuck rule happens – I mean, if he had a, a Facebook account, people would have found it. it. I mean, they would have just flamed it, and it would have been absolutely out of control. Thank God they didn't. Oh, no. And, and it's not fair to him. I mean, these these guys, when you're watching it, like I, I say I love watching games on TV because you get to see everything. You get to see that replay so much quicker and clearer than you do at an actual mm -hmm. facility. But these guys don't have replay. These guys, It's happening in the moment, and these are all, even at the high, like high school, college level, they're world-class athletes. Yeah. Like, these guys, they're doing things like I mean, Patrick Mahomes bending over backwards and not taking the sack last yep. week. Like, I'd like to see somebody else try to do that. Yeah, nobody else is doing that kind of stuff. I, I just I, – I saw that this morning, and, and obviously there's been some drama going on around the basketball team all week. And I don't know how those kids – I mean, they, again, I call them kids, you know, because I'm twice their age. But they are, too. They are. At, at, at their core, they're still kids. Yeah. They're still young. You know, we had Joseph Pinion in here yesterday. And, and Joseph is, what, 19? And, man, I mean – we all know what he. We all know what he looks like. We all know who he is. That poor kid. Everywhere he goes, people are pointing. You know, people. You know, people are are sitting there going, "Okay, we know who he is." I couldn't imagine a life like that. It'd be tough. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a certain level of anonymity. Like, you know, when you're in Green Bay, uh, as a member of the Packers, you probably can't go anywhere without anybody going, "Hey, that's pretty good." Can't go to the grocery store. Can't go to the bar. Can't go anywhere without them wanting to talk yeah. about the game, win or lose, that happened. And, the Sunday and Fayetteville before. is a big little city. I mean, there's right. not a lot of places for these guys to go and. And then let's be honest, basketball players are, are freakishly tall, and <laughs> yeah. so they, they they stand out. Yeah, it, it's it, I I just saw that thing today, and I and I know what Daniel's going through. I mean, I know it on a very on a much smaller level, but to have somebody come up to your daughter and ask questions about you is 
just absurd to not me. Right. No, it's, it's it's absolutely absurd. But that's just you know. That, okay, rant over. We did DQ. Did I say anything that was going to get me fired? No. Okay, that's that's awesome. All right. Well, hey, congrats. Yeah, woo! Yeah, I survived. <laughs> um, when we come back, um, I I have something here that I want to talk about. Oh, I read a um I read a scouting report on uh, on Caleb Williams, the uh, the quarterback from USC. Now, full disclosure, I hate USC. So anything that USC does is bad. Absolutely detest the school. And I hate Caleb Williams for it. Not personally, yeah. but, you know, as a yeah. Trojan, I hate him. But I want to ask you about welcoming in a top pick into that locker room when you have a guy who has a little bit of a history and maybe it's not all good. Yeah, it's uh, – the hard part about that is is these guys are – you know, we talk about being kids. Mm-hmm. You just said that. These guys are coming in. They're still kids compared to a professional locker right. room. I mean, you're coming in now – You've got people with families, responsibilities, bills to pay, and it becomes a real deal that real you know, fast. Yeah, and it's not being mean. There's got you help them out. You know that backup quarterback. You know you can see that Aaron helped out. You know Jordan Love and and then you see Brett Favre and him didn't. And there's always those stories. But at the end of the day, like it's about getting on the field and and earning your respect. And those guys got to earn it. Picture this, a cold winter's night and suddenly no heat. That's exactly what happened to us. But when we called Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric, they were right there. Their pros didn't just fix our heating. They brought back our home's warmth and comfort in no time. Even when our water heater started leaking, Pascal was the first name we thought of. Quick, professional, and so understanding. With Pascal's flexible payment options, we didn't have to worry about a big expense all at once. Now our home is comfortable and so is our budget. Schedule now at gopascal.com. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. Now, that's never going to happen in the National Football League. They have rules against mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So that that was never going to happen. But it certainly painted him in a more negative light than than he had previously had. Plus, he had a bad year. I mean, USC had a bad year. They went 7-5. to five. Things didn't go particularly well. But a guy like Caleb Williams comes with, he's got a Heisman Trophy. He's got a little bit of an edge to him. He likes to paint his fingernails with the, you know, F whoever they're playing that week. That sort of stuff doesn't fly in the league. Uh, when... BJ came in. Now, BJ, I'm, I'm guessing, was not didn't come in with all of that. But I'm sure that you've had some rookies that have walked in, thought they were a little bit bigger deal than they were. Mm-hmm. And you learn quick in the league that this sort of thing isn't going to fly. Yeah, we had uh, we actually had one guy that comes to mind. I think he was like 22nd or 23rd pick in the first round. Uh, and he'd always say, you know, my bank account's straight, homie. And, like, a year later, he's gone. Like he, Wow. Yeah, because it was all about the money. Mm-hmm. But you know, BJ was such a great guy. He came in humble. Like, you, those guys that come in humble, you you can you can work you can, with them. Work with them. You know him and Clay and all those guys that came in. Which I know you don't want to mention Clay. Clay Matthews you know, went to USC. USC. He sucks. But probably a nice guy. These guys come in and you treat all the rookies the same. They're going to get up and sing. They're going to carry your pads. They're going to get meals for you. They're going to grab waters for you. And you got to humble them because you know it's like I said before the break. You have got grown men in here. These yeah. guys been doing this for a long time, and it's now you're talking about livelihood. We're talking like you know, real money, real benefits. And there's only one chance, you know. I, I'm always fascinated to hear stories, like because 99.5 percent of the population will never know what it's like to, to work in the league. And uh, you know, I was telling you during the break, uh, there's a, a guy named Mike Rosenthal. He was a lineman at Notre Dame, went on to play for the for the Giants, and he's a, a radio talk show host in Columbus, Ohio now. 
and he was saying that his first week in the league, he came in, he was 6'9", he's 310 pounds, he's bigger than some of the guys that, you know, that he's going to be playing with, and he's like, you know, we go out for the first day of drills, I'm at right guard, the guy next to me has got three kids, he's been mm-hmm. in the league 12 years, the guy you know, to his left has been in the league seven years, he's got two kids, because I have nothing in common with these kids, you know, with the, with the guys that I'm playing with, at the end of the day, it's all about football. It is. And and, and then you have to occupy the, you know, the rest of your time, which is when it gets dangerous for guys like, you know, Johnny Menzel. Yeah, no, absolutely, and you could tell, so the, the locker room is split up in, in half. Those guys that do have kids and goes, you know, families and guys that don't, and those guys that don't are going to play video games. And we always laughed as as I got older, we became a younger team, mm. so early morning practices weren't as easy. So we actually had to back up our timing because all the guys were staying up late playing video games. You know, and we've got kids getting up, so we're ready to get out and get you know get things done. But at the end of the day, I mean, you're still putting in you know ten to fourteen hour day, depending on what day of the week it is. So guys are guys are ready to go. So. I mean, let's let's just talk about Caleb Williams. This is a guy that didn't have a great year. Um, he's certainly going to come in with, you know, if he's the number one overall pick wherever he lands, uh, is certainly going. He's going. I mean, this is a guy that's going to have things to say, mm-hmm. and he has had things to say when he was at USC. That you know, you might be able to curtail it for a little bit, but it's going to change as as he gets along. Now, you told me something interesting during the break, and I'm, I'm dying to get your opinion on this. I think Caleb Williams, if I were the Chicago Bears, I wouldn't go anywhere near him. I think that's a that's a problem waiting to happen. Number one, I don't think he can play at the NFL, NFL level. Two, some of the off-the-field stuff would concern me if, if I'm taking it first. I don't think Drake May is the answer either. But you said finding uh, franchise quarterbacks is incredibly difficult. It's not so easy. Everybody talks about this. Think of the carousel that we go on every year mm-hmm. of all these guys going to be a, you know, a top quarterback, franchise this, franchise that. But it's like I said earlier, on the, there's 32 starting jobs for quarterback. There's not 32 actual starters. That you know, there's a top ten, and there's mm-hmm. they're all in tiers of the actual talent level. And I'm not taking away like they, those that 30 second quarterback is, is a, a heck of an athlete, but there's a difference of the 30 second rated quarterback to the first rated, mm-hmm. the guy who's winning MVP, Mahomes. Yeah, and that's and that's the type of what you're leading up to. That's that's the ceiling of what you're trying to achieve. And these guys that come out, it's not so easy. And and in the NFL is always about protecting that shield. And it's you know it's the face of the organization, it's the face of this. So. People that come out, and it's not that you can't talk, but you have to carry yourself a certain way um, if you're going to have a long-time career because there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys that are involved in this. And, and it's more than it, uh, being the face of your franchise, being the, the franchise quarterback. There's more than just playing football. Exactly. I mean, you've got to be – you got you're doing a lot of different things. There's a lot of responsibilities. How many guys – Ruskin and I always have this argument. How many guys do you think in the league right now, 32 teams, are legitimate, no question about it, NFL quarterbacks? He thinks – Somewhere between like fifteen and twenty guys are legitimate NFL quarterbacks. The rest number. can probably, you know, you they're just honest. That, that's probably terms. a really good number because really? you look at like what Baker did so great this mm-hmm. year. That's also what hurt him the previous years. Yep. You know, Jameis Winston. You could go down the list of a lot of guys that they bounce from team to team, and and you know, Fitzpatrick. There's nothing wrong with being a journeyman, but there's a big difference of those mm-hmm. guys that are just producing every year, year in and out. Let me ask you about Baker. That I mean, that's a dude that that was drafted number one overall. He won a playoff game in Cleveland, which they had not done in forever. Played hurt, mm-hmm. and that's what killed him in Cleveland was that he got hurt and played through it and just was not the same guy. Some organizations just can't get over themselves. I mean, Detroit finally got close this year. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're making the playoffs. There's some organizations, you look at the Steelers, of, you know, head coaches, they you know they don't fire a guy every two years. No. You know, you got to have some loyalty. you got to have what it takes to build these teams. Um, it, it's very rare to, for what Houston did, the turnaround in the NFL to, to have two wins the previous year and then make the playoffs and win a playoff game You know, the, the next year. It's very hard to do that. I mean, look at what Bryce Young. I mean, you can see he's, yeah, he, really he doesn't look like a starting quarterback. 
you know, but he put up tremendous stats in college. Yeah. All right, let me ask you this special teams guy. Um, I have a theory that if Dan Campbell had kicked two field goals, that you take those six points, then with a minute, and f- well, it was coming out of the two-minute warning. They've got the ball in the, I guess it would be the plus 49. I mean, they're going in. They rip off a chunk play of about 30 yards down inside the 30-yard line. Kick the field goal right there. You need two scores. Mm-hmm. You kick the field goal right there because in the NFL now, since they changed the rules, your chances of recovering an onside kicker like 5%. You have three timeouts. Kick the field goal. You need to, you still mm-hmm. need two scores, but at least you give yourself a chance. You go down, you get three stops, you get the ball back with like 40 seconds left. Instead, what they did was they ran, you know, they went down, they ran a minute off the clock, ate a timeout, and then had to go recover the onside kick. Any kid who plays Madden does that. But for whatever reason, you know, Dan Campbell just – it. It eluded him. It did. And you look at, you know, we were talking about uh, Tucker earlier, 1-17 in 17 on onside kicks in his career. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, it's nearly impossible to get it. And now guys are starting to even get more creative with it. They changed the rules that you can't line up everybody on one side. You can only have six guys on one side of the ball. And, and you know, there's a lot of things that go in, involved with that. So you still have to get the ball back. So you just like you said, you're not going to get the onside mm-hmm. kick. I mean, it's just not going to happen. So what you do is you go down there and you kick the field goal and right. you have the time save out. the timeout, the save clock, the time, yeah. use everything to your advantage. Yeah, I, I, that's like Madden rule number one. And, exactly. you, and and most teams have somebody on staff that should be saying that. Oh in your my ear. gosh! I, mean, I was they, screaming at my yeah. TV. You, you, we ha- we always had a statistician guy that, that literally is talking about numbers. You know, he's he's a football guy, but it's all about stats and where you know where you're going the analytics, where you're going to go for it. We're going to go here, and their their job is to get in that ear of the head coach. Was like, this is what we need to do. I'm uh, during the break. I'm going to have to show you a video. There's a, a headset conversation from a college football game They're talking about what you're talking about. We got to get to the plus 37. We got to get mm-hmm. here. We got to get here. 37's our line. You know, that yeah. that sort of thing. I I can't imagine that the. I mean, it's complete chaos in the headset. And you know, it Dan is. Campbell, and what a head coach like Dan Campbell and, and other coaches do this. They're saying, well, what if he misses that kick? Well, then you wouldn't have well, yeah, had a chance mean, anyway. Yeah, you wouldn't have but a chance. Anyway. They they they're being ridiculed by a bunch of fans that don't understand that concept of time mm-hmm. either. That was I, I was just I was honestly I was just screaming at my TV. I'm like, you need two, mm-hmm. and you're burning a minute trying to get down and get and get the touchdown. You still you still got to get a field goal and a touchdown. Time Sometimes you know we get real creative with football. We don't have to make it too yeah, tough either. It's really really simple. Yeah, you carry the ball, you run the sports ball. Sports are sports. Yeah, exactly. We've doing this forever yeah. and and you'd think we, we we would have figured this out by now uh we're gonna talk to basketball coming up uh dq has thoughts correct yes you want to give us a preview on that valentine's day Ugh. Ugh, that's two weeks from now oh wait i don't have to think about it Woo! you're listening to the ruskin and zach podcast brought to you by united roofing and waterproofing here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Join the local conversation on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 866-285-4005. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. Welcome to McClarty Daniel Country. With six giant locations and over 3,000 vehicles, Northwest Arkansas is McClarty Daniel Country. Stop by one of our showrooms today to shop our full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. McClarty Daniel is proud to be your premier automotive destination. Need service? We work on all makes and models six days a week. Plus, our full-service collision center can repair anything from a minor ding to a major collision. Have you visited McClarty Daniel Country? Visit us online at McClartyDaniel.com. I love Love you too. All right, thank you. Sorry, no, not you, Derek. <laughs> All righty, everybody, ready? Ready. We're gonna talk some uh, some hoops. Uh, Matt Jones 
uh, former Razorback football player, basketball player, for, former first-round pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I got two NFL guys, a Super Bowl champ, and me. Good man, company. One of these things is not like the other. Matt, how you doing, man? Yo, what's up, fellas? Brett, what's up, dude? What's going on? How are you? Man, life's good. I got two Northside Grizzlies here. I'm surrounded. That's right. <laughs> surrounded by Grizzlies. Now, you two, uh, uh, Matt, Brett tells me you guys crossed paths. Who was ahead of who? Yeah, we were teammates there for a little bit there, one year at Northside, uh, and then uh, up there at Arkansas. Uh, Brett was a heck of a teammate, man. And Says he's a great on, athlete, but went on to do big things. Man, every time I saw him, he was with uh, he was with Rojo. Every, every time I see him, he was out there plotting, plotting against somebody. <laughs> Trying, <laughs> you got to. Uh, we got basketball tonight, Matt. Seven thirty tip. You and I got the uh, the post game for this. Um, I mean, you you know better than all of us. Uh, thing, things are a little, little little tough up there right now, but this is one of those games you can get on the road. Bunker mentality, this thing, and. Uh, and if you can come out with a win, you know, tomorrow's a little brighter. Yeah, who knows what, what's going on up there on the hill. Uh, I, I will say that they, they seemed against Kentucky. They played, uh, they played cohesive. They played together. Uh, they, they did play better on transition defense. I thought they slowed it down when they had to and tried to, tried to work it on offense. It's, it's hard to play defense, and, and so they tried to. They, they tried to play a little, and, and you're limiting their possessions. When you're having trouble scoring, let's limit possessions. That, that brings you back down analytically. It, brings you, it gives you a chance uh, to win the game. For me, it comes down to one number, and it's turnovers. They've only had fewer turnovers than uh, one team in uh, conference play, and ironically, that was Florida. Uh, a game which they got blown out, but it, the assisted turnover numbers—it's almost two to one against them. Opponents uh, almost two to one, and Arkansas is about about half to one as far as uh, as far as uh, assisted turnover. They're like sixty-seven to seventy-seven. Arkansas's got to take care of the basketball. And who I don't know who's going to do that. Do that? Is it L. Ellis? Is it is it Menafield? Is it somebody else? But that, to me, that's priority one. Yeah, it's it's probably going to end up being by committee. Uh, you, you definitely it makes you. Uh, Makes you appreciate what type of talent you had on the team last year. Um, they, yeah, we got to get back to moving without the ball. One thing this team struggles with is is with is anticipation. We do not anticipate what the next play is. We're not looking ahead. We're kind of sitting back and reacting to what happens instead of making it happen. And so, if they can kind of get on the same page, which it, it seemed like they've been off, they've been a little inconsistent because they've been not on the same page. But it seemed like they kind of got back on there with Kentucky and uh, maybe they can get something going. Hey, Matt, you talk about being on the same page. We've talked about, like, cancers in the locker room. Do you think a lot of that getting on the same page is, is kind of cleaning up what's going on in the locker room or not? Brett, that's that's a good question. You know, you, you've been in a lot of good locker rooms. You've been in championship locker rooms. And, and when your best players, when your upperclassmen are your leaders and, and your guys, and, and, and you know who they are when you're, when you're in one, uh, and, and when it's not in a basketball locker room, it, it only takes one. A football football locker room, you know, it's 53 people plus practice squad. You kind of have your leaders. And if something's going on, you got your upperclassmen. They'll go up in there and they'll, they'll put an end to it. Uh, and, the, and the basketball thing, it's a little different when your upperclassmen and your leaders. And if they're not leading the right way, that's, uh, that's how you go one and six. Does it have to be a vocal leader, or is it somebody that can lead by example? I, I'm, I'm trying to think who on that basketball team commands the respect of everybody else, and I don't know if there is one. This may be a situation where you've got to have a guy who leads just simply by example. Well, you know, there's a couple of different qualities that go into to being a leader. Uh, one of them is you have to be a player, first of all. You, you have to be somebody out there that, that can make plays. Uh, second, I think you have to be authentic. You have to be yourself. If you're not, they're, they're going to see through that. 
Uh, and if you can do that, then then, then they'll, they'll follow. But, yeah, there's there's a couple of different ways to lead. But I always think, uh, first of all, you know, your guy has to be – he has to be a player. Uh, you got to be the first one in there, the last one to lead when you're the player. That's what everybody looks at. I go back to the, the Kobe Bryant deal when he was at the Olympic team and they were down there and all his teammates were coming in the, the hotel about 4.30 in the morning and Kobe's going down to go get his shots up. You know, they were they were all there to play and, and he was there to work. And, and that what that does is that they feed off that. You know, when somebody starts doing that, being the leader, and then the other people will follow. Talking with uh, Matt Jones, former Razorback great. Got uh, Brett Good in here, Super Bowl champion, two Northside Grizzlies, just talking talking ball here. And we had Joe Pinion in the studio, and and we were talking to him about, you know, kind of the concern level. And, you know, I asked Brett earlier about just flipping the switch. You know, you've been in this spot before. Can you, it, can you get to that point where you're just like, okay, enough. Flip the switch, go play your best game. Or, or, or are we going to be kind of on this roller coaster for a while? Not everybody's as talented as both of you. I mean, but you guys played at the highest level. Not There aren't a lot of pros on that basketball team, and I don't know that you can just flip the switch and say, well, we've been here before. We're, we're going get, get us, to get, get us out of this. Yeah, you, you know, it helps when you're on the same page. It helps when you have uh, a common purpose, a common goal, and uh, you can be together. Uh, I, I think you saw that this last game. I and, and and you know, Zach, this is something we've talked about on a couple post game shows. Was was winning the rebound battle, and we were able to do that on the last game, and we were able to be tough. And I, I think that w- some of our strength uh, is not necessarily our our back court, but our front court. If we could, if those guys can rebound uh, and, and help move the ball then that that gives us a chance. I'm just looking at things that maybe can give us a chance, and that's something that we can take advantage, I think, against Missouri is, is our bigs inside and should be able to dominate the glass again. There's a lot of stuff swirling around this team and a lot of um, you know a lot of things on social media. A lot, uh, and for, for people like us that are outside that bubble that they're in, it seems like the biggest deal in the world. But to those you know 12 or 13 guys, can they you know block out the outside noise? get on the court and put forth a, their best effort because as soon as they're done, I mean, it's going to be back there. But for those, you know, those 40 minutes, can they, you know, basically compartmentalize and go play a basketball game? Well, Brett, Brett, I know this. Coach Coach Houston Nutt used to tell us you have to have a Tiger Woods-like focus. Uh, you, you can't worry about the outside, what what they're talking about, what they're doing. The only people that, that, that care, the only people that are in it are the people in that locker room. Uh, those, those are the only people that have faith. That, that they can win. There's a lot of outside noise for whatever reason. If they're if they're jealous uh, or if they're just hate, hateful, you know, for, they're they're going to be haters. That's just what they do. I think Kanye West had a had a song about it. You know, they just they grow up being haters. Uh, and, and so when you, you got to really just band together with who's in that locker room and you got to block it out. And I think it's harder now. Uh, I, I say that not knowing as as much, but. Back 20 years ago, you didn't have necessarily – it wasn't so much social media. It was still you're, you're in a fishbowl, you're in a bubble. But nowadays, man, you can go in at halftime, you can live stream, you can, you can do all – it's just so, it's so instant you Watch right the now. Polar Express. Watch the Polar <laughs> Good movie, not. <laughs> yeah, you, Talk I mean, about way to be focused. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, there's so many more distractions that, uh, that, that the players can get. And, and it's got to drive the coaches batty because, you know, a guy like Houston Nutt was control freak. He wanted to control every single part of every single play and, and every single practice, and you don't have as maybe as much control over the players as you used to. Well, you know, Matt's talking about even though with, with Coach Nutt there, I didn't create a Facebook account until 2005. You know, so it wasn't – and you, you created it, and it wasn't really a thing. It wasn't something we're trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. Now they have all these different platforms. So it is hard, you know, with all the social media that's out there because 
one, we don't know what they're going through, but two, you're getting constant threats and other thing, other things are happening on it. A lot of fake news out there on, oh, uh, on the social media. Yeah. A whole bunch of it. All right, so I, I, I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask both of you. I don't, Matt, I, you were there, I think. What's the best Houston Nuts speech you got before a game? What do you remember? You know, what's what's funny is that my, my very freshman year, uh, you go in there and, uh, you know, you're, you're sitting in there. It's Clark Moore. It's, it's Darius Howard. It's it's Sean Andrews. It's it's Ahmad Carroll. It's Jeb Huckaba. It's James Johnson. You know, the, all, all the people. I won't list everybody, but it's it's, it's all you – you get in there, and he starts going, and it's so infectious. It's, it's so enthusiastic. We haven't even seen a playbook yet. And I remember looking. I was like, let's go. Let's go play now. <laughs> Talking to Clark. I was like, let's go. Let's win. When's, when's, when's the first game? He just had that way about him. Well, what about you? Same thing. I mean, he, the way he communicated to me, I mean, obviously being a snapper, walk-on guy, you know, you're not getting a whole lot, but there was always little things like that that you're like, you still literally want to run through a wall for the man. And he, he mm-hmm. was conscious, constantly infectious with his personality and how upbeat he was uh, that you wanted to do everything you could for him. Yeah. And now, Matt, Zach Clark told me that the best – speech he was ever a part of was the Cotton Bowl um, down in uh, you guys played Oklahoma mm-hmm. and he said that that he said the, the the speech I think if I'm not mistaken I think it's on YouTube but he said you know as, as you're walking out of the tunnel I mean hair standing up I mean you're you're just ready you're ready to run through a wall for the guy well and that that's one thing you hope uh, with as far as when when people are healthy scratches somebody like Devo you, you hope that psychologically mentally spiritually that he's fine because what coach Nutt was doing right there is stressing that these are the best basketball days of your life these are the best football days it's a young man's game so so take pride in it you're you're one of the best athletes there are in the in the world you're up there having fun and and go out there and showcase your talents i think that's what he was trying to get get through because this is your opportunity this is your moment in time to be young and to play this game and then those days will be behind you now you guys ever have one of those days where you're just sitting around and you're like man i could do this give me one more play one more play just, yeah, yeah, just one <laughs> well, maybe a couple but you know you you look and see some of these guys one thing that i hated when, in the nfl whenever we switched to hd like even on the cameras mm-hmm. because then other, other the opponents could start seeing little things that you did that you got away with you know I, I, we used to move the ball a lot and <laughs> and you get in trouble for that now and i had referees come up so i, I didn't like to move to hd film <laughs> matt you ever like you're, well first of all who won today that's uh well uh, Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool crushed oh, it. It's, it's Klopp's, it's Klopp's victory tour because know, you know he said he's, um, he's been there. Chelsea though, Ch- Ch- Chelsea, we nobody really. Chelsea, they both got American ownership. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a good. It was, Matt, a, it was. Matt right. was watching a Liverpool Chelsea today. Uh, I'm a Tottenham guy, so you know if everybody spraying hey, their Tottenham MCL, won. It's fine. Okay, all right, we'll take that. Tot- Tottenham's back to fourth place in the uh, in the Champions League. I love your coach right now. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I like I, I like I, I like uh, Sung Hung Min. Yeah, uh, dude, that yeah, dude's Sunny's a awesome. Sunny, Sunny's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Are you a Premier League guy? Uh, I used to play FIFA. Look, there, there is <laughs> there no, we go. Matt, you yeah. know, Matt, have you ever been to a Premier League game? I've been to a Champions League final. Okay. Really? When, uh, when? when Barcelona wow. Barcelona played uh, Juventus. So Andrea Pirlo is my favorite player ever. Uh, the maestro, and uh, they had Paul Pogba, Carlos Tevez. Yep. Uh, Barcelona has Suarez, Neymar, and Messi was their, mm, their that, front that's, three. That's pretty good. That, 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 it was that, sick. It that's was a pretty sick. good group. I, I saw Chelsea play Tottenham at Stamford Bridge in, like, oh, 2007. No. I don't care what stadium you play in, in the NFL, in college football, 
Nothing. And I do it's mean different, nothing. different, isn't it? It's nothing different. compares to people having flares in the stands and the stands literally shaking and singing and chanting throughout the whole game. It, it's one of the most unbelievable experiences you'll ever go through. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Because it. It, it, and anytime you have a, you know an opportunity for a sports riot, I mean, you know, it, it adds the a hooligans. Bit. Yeah, the, the hooligans, hooligans yeah, over the, there. Now, yeah. I wouldn't go to like a German um, uh, uh, League One match. Absolutely not. Um, the British are, you know, still pretty dignified. The Germans, they're rough. Yeah, just so. drink though. Yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. I got a little German. Blend in. I got a little German heritage. We, we might get through that. We're talking to Matt Jones, Brett Good, talking some uh, Arkansas basketball and some other stuff. Matt, I mean, take us through this. I mean, we got another. I mean, a third of the season's gone. Muss is known for his Februaries. I mean, they they need a big one simply to get into any conversation about postseason. Yeah, it starts with one. Uh, it'd be good to get a road victory. Uh, we, we, the, the, man, if you can, if you can win tonight, uh, you, it kind of just gets the taste in your mouth back. You, you're, you're feeling good. Uh, you, you just you just had a three game losing streak. So if you can get it tonight, I think there's a real chance you go into Baton Rouge, uh, eleven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Man, you get up two hours, get up two hours extra early before you're supposed to get up. Get your body clock going and jump out on them. Maybe you know you jump out on them early in that that first half, and you can maybe run away and hide. Uh, and then you get a Georgia team at home, which I think. We match up with okay with Georgia. I think we should be better than that first go around. We know what they're going to do, and usually when teams win, they kind of stick to the same game plan. They're not going to change too much up, so you kind of know who they are. Uh, but it starts with one, Zach. This, yeah. this, it's 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 real important just to kind of get the get the bleeding stopped and, and get the motion going some back good, the right some, way. Yeah, some good feelings. I mean, it's pretty much what you want, Matt. We've got uh, questions for you both of you here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Did either of you get t- this is a Russell Mountain Home? Did either of you ever get tired of being recognized out in public, Brett? I mean, Green Bay had to have been hell for 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 you. You go to the grocery store, people mob you. It was tough when you wanted to like kick back and just relax. That that was the hardest part about Green Bay is being able to go somewhere where you could just be yourself and somebody wasn't trying to come by and take a photo. Yeah, that that Matt. Yes, because kind of like that, you know, being being six six every time you walk in somewhere. <laughs> It's uh, it's kind of, but no, for the most part, man, it was, it's all friendly fire and stuff, but I'm a, I'm a homebody anyways. I'd rather just rather be at the house, be with whoever the couple people is you're hanging out with. Now I, I you know, probably know the answer to this question, but I, your, your first love is basketball, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely love basketball. I, I was talking to JP last night about, about you and they, they want you to go up and run with the guys when you get a second, but I mean, the, the sport of basketball is one of those rhythm sports. You know, football, you're relying on 10 other guys. In mm-hmm. in basketball, one guy can make a massive difference in, in an outcome tonight. Is there anybody on Arkansas' team outside of maybe Tremont Mark? Because I think he's probably the best player you have. But who I mean, who do we need to step up this tonight just to simply get a win? This seems like, under Eric Musselman, this seems like a very bizarre conversation to be having about simply getting a win but somebody has got to become that you know the Robin to to his Batman. You know that's that's a that's a good point. I do I, I like basketball that you get to play both sides of the ball, offense and defense, and and everybody gets a gets a, a motion. Everybody gets chances to be the quarterbacks. Everybody gets chances to be the receiver. Uh, you're 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 doing different 
different things, but you're doing it together. To answer your question, I think Battle could be that guy. I, I think there's that's he's he looks like he's due for a breakout. I've I've actually liked his his game on the defensive end against Kentucky, one of his better performances where I think he's struggled, uh, but he's gotten better at that. And if he's going to play better defense, then he's definitely going to get to play more offense. The thing is, we got to take some of the pressure off Mark. Uh, that's where we miss Devo. You, you, we had Devo guarding the team's best player. When Mark has to guard the team's best player and then has to score 28, uh, that's tough. You saw him cramping up in the last yeah. game. Uh, it, it's tough to continue that. So I look for Battle. I think Battle could could be that guy that could have a big game. I, I look for either Graham or, or Mitchell. One of those guys, I, I believe, can have a double-double tonight. My buddy Josh from Texarkana just texted me. He said you were his favorite player growing up. That's got, I don't like when people do that because it makes us feel old. Um, you know, Josh is a little bit younger than us, but you were his favorite player growing up. I, I mean, you you walk you go around the state. I mean, this this stuff happens to you all the time, right? You're my favorite long snapper. Hey, no, I get it. I saw I saw him play <laughs> basketball at high school and in Arkansas. I mean, I get it. You know, it's uh, the, it's it's fun to hear all the all the stories and 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 people. They'll they'll tell you where they were when when the the game against LSU, or they'll tell you where you were where they were uh, against Kentucky. Uh, my my favorite player when I when it, my first player Zach uh, and Brett was uh, Madre Hill. That oh, was yeah. the, that was yeah. my first guy with the Razorbacks that I was like, uh oh. Uh, and, and Madre Hill was a stud. Madre is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. I mean, really, just a genuinely good dude. But man, if not for the injuries. He would have been mm-hmm. something. I mean, he, he was a very good college running back, but, I mean, career probably cut short by those uh, by knee injuries. I was there the day he scored six touchdowns against South Carolina. Still that was my him. first game. Still see him running. I mean, that, that, yep. that's one of the things here. Hand it to 34, let him go. Seeing talent like that's special. And, you know, that's one thing that a lot of people don't that take for granted is the social media back then, you, you couldn't see those guys. No. You, you didn't have instant access, so you had to just catch them once a week. But, we had a lot of guys in that team that were talented. Yeah, lot, lots and lots of guys. Talking to uh, Matt Jones, Brett Good, talking about the uh, the basketball game tonight, some football, and uh, you know, Matt, we're getting towards spring practice. Now, I know you two probably dread spring practice, but uh, for those of us that consume the sport, um, you know, it's 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 about to kick off again, and we'll get this thing going. Oh, you know what? This is pro- I'm probably looking forward to this spring ball than I have uh, since I played uh, back there for, for, for the Hogs. you got a new coordinator coming in. Uh, you're going to have a new offense. Uh, you're going to have a new feel. Uh, I mean, it was just it was it was really pedestrian last year on offense. It was uh, oh, it was it was hard to watch at times. Didn't have uh, didn't have anything to go to. One thing that you're going to do on offense with the Bobby Petrino team is you're going to have two or three plays that you know you can run when you have to. Uh, very very excited just because I think we're going to be better uh, on offense this year. Yeah, and and you know the quarterbacks. Uh, you know Green is one of those guys. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch him, but I mean he's he's probably a lot more athletic. And I, I it sounds crazy to say this, but he's probably more athletic than KJ was. The accuracy, the arm, that's going to be something that uh, that that obviously they're going to have to coach out of it, but. I mean, he's a dude that you know probably resembles you in a way where he can get away from pressure, run, and uh, make those off-script plays, which you know are impossible to defend. Yeah, he's. I've seen only a couple highlights, uh, but but he's a, he's a big, strong kid. Uh, you, you know, you want to see the growth of Satania. Uh, I, I liked what we saw out of that that freshman running back. The little bit we got to we got to see out of him. Uh, you, you hope the, del- the the development of our offensive line continues. Uh, you hope that we hit on a couple places in our portal. That's the other thing uh, nowadays is the team's going to just look so different. You know, the just the turnover each year, it's still taking me a little bit to get used to. You know, I, I 
we we very rarely get guys in season to talk about their experiences with with teams. You know, when we had Pinion in here the other day, I mean, both of you know, what's it like to be an Arkansas kid playing at that school with the microscope on you twenty four seven? I mean, you guys played twenty years ago. It was a it was still very. I mean, the spotlight was bright, but for a guy like Joe Pinion. Who's a you know he's Moralton Devil Dog. I mean he's he grew up in the state. He knows all about this. It's got to be just it's got it's something that most most of us can't comprehend. I know for me I was a walk on, so you know I, I didn't get noticed until you get but until but you once get you it. once but you once hit you the field, do, people did, know who people you are. People know who you are, hundred percent. You go to class, start, they, people know who you are. They start seeing you. They yeah. know what's going on. Um, I can only imagine you know for a guy like Matt that grows up as you know as a superstar i mean you are and, and everybody sees you from from high school on and then they they see you and they want to see you succeed and also they want to see you make arkansas succeed yeah matt yeah i'm I, i'm with you man i i think we should put up a fence that's one thing coach nut did so good was, was get your in-state talents I, I look at the basketball talent that's came out of this state in the last 10 years i mean we're bountiful it's littered with guys in the nba with, with people born in the state of Arkansas or, or, or people that went to the University of Arkansas. So uh, I, I hope that they continue to do that. And, and there is something about playing for your state. You know, the people have state pride. And, and you see that with uh, with an offensive lineman that, that went back to Iowa. He went back to his home state. You know, some of these people, it, you know, it's based on relationships. There's, there's a couple different ways you have about picking your college. But – you, you grow up in, in the in the seventh grade, eighth grade. You remember watching watching guys like Madre Hill and JJ Metters and Anthony Lucas, and that's what you're talking about. Then you have these kids go to different schools. You know what? Now they're talking about that those schools. So you need to keep it. I think I think you really should try to keep it in state as much as you can. I love get, I love having you guys on because Matt Matt we have you every you know every so often we get you get you on our our show and and I love it because people just start texting in and they've got the, the just the most bizarre questions but they're so, they love you guys got one for Brett this is Bob in Greenland um Brett, hey Brett did you get to keep any of the sideline hats and jackets yes got the hats not the jackets the jackets turn turnover but um, everybody got all the sideline hats and the the you know the beanies and toboggans. Uh, JD said he follows the NFL. You're the only long snapper he can name. Nice. Yeah, that's good. JD's yeah. from Fort Smith. He's, he's from right down the road. It. Yeah, Thank there you, you go. I, I love I love it when people just send in the most random texts because I mean you guys have to answer these questions all the time. Well, but for us, for the rest of us, it just kind of gives us a peek into what your world was like. And it's truly like I say is like you you still don't get noticed a whole lot. You know, my agent always used to say is it, the good press is in the off season, not during the season, mm-hmm. because you just don't you want to go unnoticed, and that's the way it is. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely a trip. But um, all right, boys, um, what's the deal with your uh, with your Northside Grizzlies? Uh, I'm going to see them in a couple of days here, Matt. Um, they're, they're, we got to travel down there. Actually, I'm coming down to see you next week, so I'll uh, I'll see you when uh, Springdale travels down to Northside. Sweet, yeah. John, I don't know if Johnny Mason's still the coach there. Uh, I know Ricky Smith's still the girls' coach. My oh, yeah. sisters played there for uh, for Ricky Smith. Uh, the the thing I remember about my, I mean my mom was a teacher there at Northside. Brett knows this man. There's there's talent. There's athletes walking through that hall. Uh, so you just got to get them and coach coach them up. But there's always talent in Northside. Matt, I have no idea if this is true or not. The BE is texting. He wants to know if you really raced a horse. Oh, that was Chad Johnson, I think. Ocho okay. Cinco. All I right. Think he, yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't know if you uh, you got down to Oakland, got to run you know fifty against a horse. Could you beat a horse if I give you a fifty yard head start? Not today. If Oh my goodness, Smarty Jones, right? There right. he goes. I think there's some lineage right there. We might that he was racing for me. Yeah. 
All right, Matt. I will talk to you in a couple hours. You and I have the uh, the post game tonight, so uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll connect later tonight. And uh, appreciate you hopping on with us, bud. Fellas, dude, this was this was fun. Brett, good catching up with you, man. And hopefully, uh, Zach, we're we're talking after a Razorback victory tonight. Boy, we need one, right? Yeah, yeah. Good catching up with you too, buddy. All right, buddy. Be good. We'll talk to you soon. It's Matt Jones, Razorback uh, legend, joining us. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.